Hi there. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Gravity, the digital marketing and internet business podcast. I'm Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by small digital marketing business owners, creators, consultants, and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe to the show in your podcast player, and that way you won't miss new weekly episodes, and you can dig into some older ones when you finish this one. For many, Jason Swank needs no introduction, and I've been a fan of his for years. Jason is a former digital agency pioneer who sold his 100-person agency for what I can simply call a lot. And he now runs an advisory service for ambitious, high-growth digital agencies and two popular podcasts of his own. In this episode, Jason sums up his core principles for building a strong agency, how to build sustainable sales and how to scale up. And if massive growth is part of your game plan, or you want to learn how you can pivot from a successful business into an advisory business of your own, then buckle up and let's meet Jason. So Jason Swink, uh, welcome to the podcast. Do you maybe want to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of thing you do? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Bob. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I started my career by accident, just like probably all of you listening of, you know, I knew how to do something cool in marketing and someone offered me money uh, and I was like, okay. And I kind of fell into being a freelancer and by myself for a number of different years until I decided I really wanted to scale and and I just couldn't handle it all by myself anymore at, at the current time. And this was back in 1999. And then just, uh, you know, over the years, just kept hiring more and more people I found. And, you know, by the time we, we sold, we were over a hundred people, uh, you know, over eight figures and, uh, working with accounts like Hitachi, power tools, Lotus, uh, cars, um, you know, home Depot, some of the big brands and just loved it. And then I eventually sold that agency and didn't know what I was going to do with my life. <laughs> right. I was, I was bored. And I didn't have that significance anymore. And I kind of fell back into, you know, advising agencies and just being a, a media company for uh, people wanting to create an agency and being that resource. So what keeps you busy now? What's your main thing? Well, my whole goal, uh, and I kind of fell into this, like I kind of fall into everything, is just to be a resource I wish I had when I was running my agency. So my whole goal is just to put out amazing content that helps people and just let and connect people to a community where, because I remember when I ran my agency and I ran my business, I would always look at everybody else in the local market and they would always say like, Hey man, things are amazing. And I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Like, like they seem like they have no problems, <laughs> but they were just like the duck on the water where, you know, they look calm on the surface, but if you really looked underneath, they were probably, you know, struggling. And when I started to figure that out, I was like, okay, good. There's not something wrong with me. Everybody has certain challenges and you just need to be resourceful to find a solution. And you've been coaching agencies now for a long time. I think when I first encountered you, as I mentioned uh, before, when we were speaking uh, off air, I first encountered you on Jamie, it was then Masters, no, then Tardy, no Masters. Yeah, it was Tardy her, first. <laughs> yeah, um, her eventual, eventual Millionaire podcast. And this was back in 2015. And I yeah, encountered you as an, an agency coach and I've been following you since then. 
so you've been agency coaching now for quite a long time. Are there any real trends that you come across with sort of trying to bridge those thresholds from, yeah, I'm doing okay, but as you said, I'm kind of struggling at, like, to really get that traction in the market that really means we break through into proper profit rather than this feast and famine all the time. Well, it's, yeah, I, I find that almost all the agencies, like, and that's kind of why I told you the origin story of how I got started by accident. I think a lot of people fall into that trap and then they're just being reactionary. That's kind of why I was by myself for a number of different years. And then when I started growing, that's when I started implementing some systems. Like, so for example, when you get started by accident, you have, you don't have clarity of where you're going or why you're doing what you're doing or who is your perfect client, right? And literally like niching down or really saying, this is the criteria of the only type of client I'm going to take on. And then once you have that clarity, now you can actually say no to stuff. You know, I saw something on LinkedIn. I did a video not too long ago on this where it said the best leaders quit and the best leaders teach people how to quit. And I'm like, and everybody's probably saying like, well, what do you like? Are you off your rocker? Are you on your meds? And I'm like, like, look, you have to know what to say no to. You have to quit the things that are not going to eventually get you to where you need to go. So if you have that clarity, you have that clarity of where you want to go. You have the clarity of this is my perfect criteria of the, the client that I want, the people on my team that I want. Now you have the freedom to say no to the stuff that doesn't get you closer. And then once you have that freedom and you have that clarity, now you can position yourself in a way where you actually stand out from everybody else. And then once you position yourself to not look like a me too business or a me too agency, then you can figure out, all right, what do I need to offer? <laughs> What's the right order to the, the services that I need to do in order to win the deal? And then you can get into prospecting. But, you know, it's just the biggest thing I see is, is people are not charging enough. They're working, you know, their whole business is based on word of mouth and referrals. And they just don't have the right foundation to really scale. So looking, there's a couple of things I want to pick out there. The one thing that I know most small agencies struggle with, and it's a very rare thing for them to step out of this, but it's sales. And sales typically is down to the owner or the founder of the agency. One of the challenges I've had as an agency owner is trying to identify somebody in a sales or business development role that A, can do the job and has the tenacity um, and the creative, uh, the aesthetic to understand what it is they're selling. But on the other hand, somebody that fits in with a creative team, that has always been a challenge for me. And I see it as a real barrier to a lot of agencies growing. Account managers, fine. That's quite straightforward. But somebody who's going to find and create new opportunity, that's that's a very rare thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, but before you hire anybody, really, you think about... The reason why a lot of people are struggling with salespeople is they don't have that clarity. They can't go to that. They just, they bring on a salesperson saying, I think like go after and bring in business, but you don't give them clear direction of what they actually need to go hunt for. Like literally you're saying, go bring me back some fish, but you don't tell them what type of fish. So these guys are looking for whales, 
but they're going to the creek or the rivers where the whales aren't. Or even if they do manage to make it to the ocean where they're fishing for whales, and I'm not saying fishing for whales. <laughs> it's all right. right. It's an analogy. You can do what you want. <laughs> there you go. Right. And you get to the ocean, you're fishing for whales. Maybe you have the wrong bait. So you don't have the right foundation a lot of times in order to set that salesperson up for success. So a lot of times people will take on a salesperson and they'll pay them straight commission. And they just say, well, you're a salesperson, so go find us some business. Well, that person's going to get burned out. They don't have the right foundation. Um, what I tell people is, is once you have the right foundation and you, you're crystal clear of who you're going after, now you can actually start saying, what type of salesperson do I want? And you got to think about there's several different types of sales per people. There's the hunters, right? They can open up the conversation. So what do you want the hunters to do? Do you want the hunters to find the relationship and then manage the relationship? Heck no. Hunters need to hunt. They, they make the kill and then someone else comes in, cleans up, and then they cultivate that account. Now there's also farmers. So maybe you have a lot of business coming to you and you need help with that, those sales. Well, those are farmers. And then there's also people that will help you out with their proposal. So you have to figure out what role do I actually need? Um, and then you have to test out those salespeople before you even hire them. So like when I was hiring a salesperson, I would say, I, I'd basically kind of not tell them very much, right? So I, I want them to ask questions because when you're selling someone something, the person that talks the most loses. And you have to understand what's the problem, especially running an agency in a service-based business. You have to understand what's their biggest challenge. Because a lot of times, like for example, we had Lotus Cars come to us one time. They said, we need a website. Every other agency got them a proposal for a website. We asked the right questions to find out why they wanted a website and what the real problem was. And we won that account. We're the agency of record in North America for Lotus. So you want the salesperson to do the same. So a lot of times I give them very vague information. I don't set up the next meeting. I want to see if they set up the meeting. So I'm testing them always. And then once they kind of make it past that test, then what I'll do is say, cool. If you think you could be successful here, what does your 90 to 120 day plan look like? And then I see what they do. And if they get me back a 90 day plan or 120 plan and I like it and they're asking the right questions in order, I will manage them based on the plan that they gave me. That's some, some really good advice. I really like that. Another question, it's very, very similar, but... If you're in a big metropolitan area, it can be quite easy to build a team in a big city, lots of people, lots of talent. If you're in a small, or not a small, yeah, small town or in an isolated community, you still have the same potential to grow an agency, but your talent acquisition and your team is going to need to look different if you're going to scale. What would you advise to people who are in a geographically challenged area for building a team. Have you any, anything to bring to that? Yeah, you have a couple different options. You could move, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can move to find the core team or you can build a remote team. You know, lots of agencies I work with have remote teams. And that really wasn't an option when I was, you know, until toward the later latter part of running the agency. You know, we sold in 2012. 
Um, so, but like from 99 to 2010, you know, you had to kind of have a physical office, right? We wanted to impress our clients that never would come to us <laughs> for some odd reason, but there's lots of people and it, you can find the remote team. And so you, you can, you have your pick or of anybody in the world. So if you can't get resourceful and figure out where the talent is, then you shouldn't be running an agency. You shouldn't be running a business, right? Like you, but you just need to know what you need to look for. And you just need to be, you know, try different things out. Like I, I always, everybody always asks me, they're like, what kind of guarantee do you, you give me? I said, here's my only guarantee. I'll promise you. If you keep doing the same thing you're doing right now, you're not going to see any results. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now, one of the things that, has always impressed me with you is you a lot of people I speak to I ask them always how do you generate your business and the answer is almost always it leads towards a referral <laughs> uh, um, I would say most agencies um, and most freelancers most digital marketers they're not practicing what they preach they they generate most of their business through referral um, and you quite consciously uh i wouldn't say preach but you're quite clear that really needs to be the cherry on the cake not the main event correct um, how would you recommend small agencies approach um their own marketing it sounds like a stupid question and i know it sounds like a stupid question but most agencies i observe are very good at what they do for their clients but their own marketing comes a very poor third place yeah, I, I agree with that, right? And I always tell people referrals aren't scalable. Uh, and if uh, if your business is not scalable, you really don't have a business too long, right? Someone can knock you off. Um, it really comes down to, I, I, I believe that agencies or any type of service-based business, that's all I've ever known. So I always talk about this, is you need three channels. You need an inbound channel where leads are actually coming to you on, on an ongoing basis. You could do that through, you're doing this right now. You're, you have a podcast. Uh, I started a podcast in 15, right? So, or 14, I can't remember. It's been many years, <laughs> right? Just for agency owners. Um, I've done videos, right? I have all this content out there that helps people that actively keep sending me business. The other part is having an outbound channel. You should have a salesperson. We've already talked about this, of actively going out, looking for the types of business that you need. But here's the deal for both those, the inbound and outbound, and, and the other one that I'll tell you in a moment, you have to know who your audience is and you have to drill down. You can't say everybody. You can't say small businesses. That's too big. You can't uncover what someone's biggest challenge is. Like, I understand agencies, their biggest, you know, one of their biggest challenges is they have a lack of knowledge of what to do, which makes them un unclear, overwhelmed, frustrated, doubtful, confused, right? And you have to kind of understand like, like, what do they actually want? And when you do that, now you can figure out where they're at. The third one is strategic partnerships. All right, we did this with a company called Siphonity. We did this with another company called Microsoft, right? Where we became one of the best partners in the world for them that made them look good of how we custom customize their 
their tools that they allowed everybody to use. So then they started sending us business. This was a strategic relationship rather than just a referral, right? Uh, where two plus two equals a hundred versus just four. And so you need those three different types of channels in order to really control your destiny. And the thing I like too is like, if you had to pick one outbound, you control it. You don't have to wait. Like when people started listening to my podcast, they probably didn't start listening for six months, eight months, right? Like we were talking about Jamie Masters or Jamie Tardy, which, <laughs> right? Um, and I think she was about to shut down her podcast in month 10 and then something hit and then it took off for her. And so, but I don't think a lot of people are consistent. I don't think people are patient. Like when most people buy from me, people don't realize this. They have to kind of digest my content for three or four years and then they finally buy. So you're about, you're about time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but even if they don't, I don't care. Right. I mean, I like making money. And when people buy, that means I'm doing a good job and I gain their trust. But there's tons of people out there that send me letters or videos or whatever. Or let me know at speaking events, be like, oh, man, thank you so much. You've helped me so much. They've never bought anything from me, but I put out all this free content. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just patient and I'm consistent, like with our podcast in you know, the four or five years that we've been doing it, we only take off one week a year in uh, in launching it. So, And I bet people appreciate that. I think they do. You know, I mean, I wanted to create something if I went away, kind of like what Seth Godin says, like if I went away, someone would miss you. Like, because when I sold the agency, I was completely depressed. People would be like, oh, you, you got all this money. You got this freedom now. You know, congratulations. You don't have to do anything but I lost that significance. And so now with doing this, I have that significance. Like I love to see people be successful from the things that I experienced and the things that I told them, hey, try this. And then they they built on that and then they were you know, hugely successful. Now, one thing I want to ask you about is buying and selling agencies. That's one of the things that you mention on, on your website and you speak about quite often is scaling to sell. and if you are building a, a, a larger agency, uh, you're probably doing it with an exit in mind somewhere, at least you should be. Um, for and I, I appreciate the mechanics of both ends are probably a little different in the US and Europe and Australia and wherever people are listening. But the basic processes are probably the same. But they're not processes I know anything about. So I'm keen to hear from you, A, what buying an agency looks like be what selling an agency looks like? What does it take to make that happen? Well, I think the only thing that would be different worldwide is just maybe the taxes. Uh, everything else is, is basically the same. So, you know, I always tell people, if you're building a business, build it to sell it, even if you never will. Like most businesses, I think one fifth of 1% of agencies actually sell for profit. That was a stat I remember seeing somewhere. So like the chances of you selling your agency is very slim to none for a profit. So, but what I tell people, and then they're like, I'm discouraged, Jason. Thanks for depressing me, right? Like, <laughs> that, that was a motivational Instagram quote. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to sell your agency. Like it's a slim pickings. But what I tell people is, is build a business where 
you can pick and choose what you want to do in it. And the only way to do that, like I'm working with a client right now, Jason, amazing dude, super smart. And he's finally realized that he needs to start hiring people so he can pick and choose the things because in his past businesses, it was just him. And he would, he would see all this money coming in and he's like, I want, I want to keep it all right. And he wouldn't hire other people. And that's why the, you know, he doesn't have those businesses anymore. So I tell people, create a business where it has systems in place where you can pick and choose the things you need. And the funny thing is, is when you do that, then people will come to you wanting to buy you. It's kind of like I used to race cars before my wife made me stop, which <laughs> I can't I can't blame her. And when we were building the race team, no one would give us money for tires or, you know, different things on the car. But then once we were successful and we won the championship, then everybody wanted to give us money. It's kind of like celebrities, right? They always get free stuff, yeah. <laughs> but they don't need it. And so you want to get to that level where if someone comes along, you have the ability to say no because you're in the driver's seat. The worst that they'll say is no, your, your, your offer is too high. And then the other cool thing that you can do is if you're building the agency with the right systems, you can create other entities. It's kind of like even in this business right now, I've built a personal brand that helps agencies and I will never sell this personal brand but I'm creating other entities based on my audience. So like we were talking about, um, you know, uh, finding salespeople. I have a company that I've brought in a partner to, uh, to run for us that finds and trains salespeople for agencies, right? So I can leverage our personal brand and build empires around a particular niche. And that's what all of you guys can do. So you can use your agency or your business as an incubator to create these other businesses. Yeah, that's the sales pipeline accelerator. Yep, that's right. I did my homework. I'm so proud. <laughs> Very good. Very uh, good. Yeah, yeah we like really haven't even really come out with it yet. So <laughs> good homework. But yeah, I think that's, you're right. I mean, everybody has the potential to productize elements of what they do and those productized elements can really develop a life outside of you and your personal brand um that's that's yeah really really useful and they are saleable in themselves oh of course and then if you want to really grow fast you can acquire other businesses and other agencies and a lot of times you can acquire them for not very much like you think oh if i bought a five hundred thousand or a million dollar agency, I have to have a million dollars. Actually not. You probably could get a loan or hopefully, you know, you have a hundred thousand in cash, you could pay them up front and then pay them over time through their profit if you strategically did it right. So now rather than being a million dollar shop, now you're two million. And then you do that two or three times a year, man, you have rapid growth. And then you get to a point you're four or five million, cool, do it for five million. Boom, 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 boom. And like, you're just growing very fast. Yeah, I've often thought myself, I mean, this is nobody really wants to hear about me, but I have in the past thought about buying agencies, but my lack of the knowledge to actually make it happen is the only thing that put me off. Didn't have the time to really invest, investigate it properly. Yeah, It's not something that's really on my radar right now. But I think a lot of people do think that is a potential route to market 
but the things they put them off are the, the big black void of the unknown. So your coaching business now, what, what kind of agencies are you typically working with on a day-to-day basis? So all the agencies I advise, I, I always say I don't coach, right? Okay. Um, even though that's kind of like, I guess that's kind of like me, like, remember when we were an agency, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not an agency. <laughs> I think that's probably my say, I'm not, I'm not a coach. Um, but I advise agencies and the agencies I advise are at least 500,000 in revenue and up uh, and under 20 million in revenue. And the reason why I do that is, is most of those, they've already started investing in a team and an infrastructure and they just need some foundation and structure. And then what I always tell people is if they're below that, I still can help them out with the free content or, you know, the online trainings that, uh, you know, that they can experience. Um, And the mastermind element of what you do, what sort of level is that pitched at? Yeah, you have to be at least 300000 in revenue and above. Um, and uh, that's one of the things I'm, I'm really excited about. It's called the Digital Agency Elite. And it's just connecting amazing people into a community where they can learn from people bigger than them as well as smaller than them. And we meet on a, a bi-monthly basis over Zoom. So there are agencies all over the world. And we put them in small success groups of less than 15 people where they are able to go, hey, this is what's working for me, or this is what you know I'm challenged with. And then twice a year, we meet for an agency experience for a three-day event where uh, the, the next couple will be at my house in the mountains uh, in uh, Durango, Colorado. So I'm really excited about it. Hopefully the house gets done <laughs> by then, right? Yeah, for anybody that's listening and doesn't follow Jason on Instagram, go and follow Jason on Instagram because he has the most amazing story of how this house is coming together. And it's quite a house. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I found the perfect property, you know, 55 acres on top of a mountain. And it's just, uh, it's the place I will die. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere else other than that. And, and so we're, we're inviting everybody, you know, to, uh, to the place. And, and uh, in the morning, we'll go through what's working and what people are challenged with. And then we'll go have some, a lot of fun, whether it be mountain biking or hiking, or if it's in the winter, skiing or snowboarding. And uh, it's just going to be, uh, it's its my favorite thing to do. One thing I have to ask you before we tie up is, obviously, the reason I found you is you're very good at marketing yourself. And particularly, as you mentioned, building a really good, strong personal brand. People who've done that well are something that I really admire. I'm curious to know what your early experiences were with video marketing in particular, because most people I speak to, they have to they have to get over quite a few mental roadblocks before that really feels natural. How was that for you? I was the same way. You know, um, I mean, I'd love for you in the show to link to the first video, like literally the first Ask Swank. And the show was called Ask Swank. And I know everybody listening, they were like, oh, Ask Gary Vee. Yep, that's exactly right. And that's why (laughs) I changed it, Um, you know, maybe like 20 episodes in. And and the first video I had, I was on a, a picture of this. Uh, on the podcast. I know this is just audio, but literally it was on a bad green screen behind me. Uh, the lighting was horrible. I was on my iPhone and I looked like a Oompa Loompa. Literally, <laughs> like it was, it was horrible. Like I looked purple and I, it was just, 
Oh, it was so bad. But I keep it up just to show you kind of where we started. And a lot of times, if you watch those first couple episodes, I think I was portraying someone else. Honestly, I think I was portraying Gary because I was like, oh, he's doing these videos really well. So let's kind of model that. And I quickly was like, no, I got to I got to be myself. Right. And the, the people that can build the best personal brands are themselves. So when you actually meet them out, they're like, OK, that's who they are. It's the people that fake or be, pretend to be someone they're not. Those are the ones that, you know, send up red flags to people. Those are the ones with the Ferraris. And, you know, you know we all know <laughs> who those people are. Right. And you, you just like, all right, avoid them, you know, whatever it is. But. I just tell people just start doing it. Like I've created 500 videos on this, on my channel now. Right. But before then I created a lot, I'm into Jeeps and the mountains and that kind of stuff. So we created lots of Jeep videos or we created a lot of racing videos when we did it. So I've just been doing it for so long. So don't compare yourself to someone else. Um, like I, Sometimes I'll watch like, uh, you know, Peter McKinnon or Casey Neistat and be like, man, they're so much better in, in the video than I am. Like, I just need, I don't need to do it anymore. But I'm like, dude, they've done videos every day for their whole life. Yeah. So I got I got some catching up or like that's kind of like you comparing yourself to Steve Steven Spielberg. Like you're not going to come out with Star Wars, <laughs> 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 you know, like right off the bat. Eventually, if you keep at it, stay consistent find your own message, you know, you have fun with it. And it has to be fun. Like if you don't like video, then don't do video, do a podcast, do find something that you enjoy. Like I didn't have an option because I was such a horrible writer and I'm, I'm bilingual. I speak good English and bad English. Right? So <laughs> I could only kind of be, you know, me on a podcast or a video and be like, and I also felt too that it would separate me from a lot of the other people because they hide behind, you know, um, you know, just writing blogs. Because you think about like five years ago, a lot of people were like blog, blog strategy, blog strategy, blog strategy. I'm like, nowadays, I'm like, look, they can connect with you. They feel that they know you. When they see you at an event, they're like, oh, you know, like, oh, how's the house? How's the kids? I'm like, well, we've never talked. Like, like this yeah. is weird. And then I finally got gotten used to it. But it's really pretty cool. It, it's you can connect with someone over video faster than any other medium out there. Another thing, I guess, and this is probably the last, last thing, but as I mentioned early on, there are some people who are bad at email marketing. And when they're bad at email marketing, you opt out of their list because they just get on your nerves. You've sent me, as I mentioned, I think it, I think it was before we came on air. You've sent me three hundred and forty-seven emails. Oh my god! Over, over the last few years, <laughs> and I haven't unsubscribed. And I'm really curious to know what your process is for that. Um, not so much the technical side of it, but how do you manage to keep that going? Keep the momentum going because coming up with something new to say at least once a week it must be pretty tough. It's actually not if you think about it. So, you know, I have two shows a week um, that we produce and uh, like this summer, I'll, I don't know when this show's airing, but I'm taking the whole summer off to just be in Colorado other than working with my mastermind members. And, um, but we have all of our shows recorded for the rest of the year. Right. Right. And so 
I look at it as, in especially email, I'm just using email as a distribution to get that medium out. Uh, and what I try to do in the emails, I say, hey, if you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, check this out. If you're not, ignore it, right? And I'm trying to just send valuable content each time. If, if I don't think the email can stand on its own with a, something that, so like if someone opted in for, um, you know, the agency playbook and they wanted to know more about the systems, right? I, I want to say, hey, here's a couple videos that will help you out from, you know, converting the proposals or getting the budget. If you like these, you may like this. Or like in the weekly agency insights that we do, I'll be like, hey, I just chatted with an agency owner that saved an agency from $8 million in debt and sold it for $200 million. You may want to check it out, right? It's just like, here it is. And at any time, they can unsubscribe. It's kind of like with some of the people I follow, whether it be Seth Godin or whatever, like Seth sends an email every day. Now, sometimes I'll go through patterns. I'll be like, I'll unsubscribe and then I'll subscribe again. Or like you do that with like Gary puts out more content than anybody, right? <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Woo. And so you'll go in like a Gary phase and then you'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you, Gary. And then I'll come back or like with a Tony Robbins, right? So it's just like, how can I help them? And that's what I focus on. In my, okay. in my categories, if you could hear them in the back. <laughs> yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My last, last question. Uh, like I promise. But I'm curious to know, okay, you had big agencies, you're, you're running your not coaching business now. Um, what does your team look like now? Two people. Love, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, Well, for, for this, my personal brand, there's two people, Yeah. right? And then you got to think about the other companies I have. I have partners and we have teams and, and stuff like that. So. Mm. No, I was just curious to know what's behind what I'm seeing online. Just it's, it always intrigues me. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I, Stacy. She's been with me since the very beginning. Amazing individual. Uh, she kind of acts as like my sister or mother. Uh, <laughs> it keeps me in line, and uh, I think she's kind of she controls everything, right? I'm just the puppet. <laughs> yeah. So, Jason, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? Yeah, you know, just go to the website, jasonswank.com. Swank is spelled S-W-E-N-K. You know, uh, check out the podcast, check out the video. Uh, if you want to really dive into, you know, the, the systems that really can scale and, and you're at a point where you want to grow a little bit faster and get some more clarity um, and, and know the systems that I would actually build in today's market. And make sure you go check out the playbook and you'll see the agency playbook. It's... Um, Go to theagencyplaybook.com and, and you'll see everything there and you can uh, request access to it. Jason, you've been a fantastic guest. So generous with your knowledge. I'm really grateful. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I really loved speaking to Jason. He's been there and done it and helps others continue to do it every day. But what he's done isn't for everyone. If you're passionate about scaling up the size of your team and you want to grow the way Jason describes, then do subscribe to his podcast and you will get so much value. There's no better teacher. However, 
I like to look at what Jason has continued to do by productizing his experience and his knowledge to build a super lean and profitable business right now for himself as the really powerful example. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the show. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link from the website at bobgentle.com or just search Gravity Digital Marketing on Facebook and you'll find us easily. If you did enjoy the show, then I would love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and is the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Jason for giving us his time this week and to you for listening. See you next time.